0: Hey, Brittany and Andrew, it's Craig from the Oscar Should Have Gone To podcast. Um, just want to congratulate you guys on one year of episodes. I'd say definitely the best thing about your show is that you only make your guests watch one movie, um, which is far wiser than anything we've ever done on our show. And probably the worst thing about you guys is that you are literal children, and when you told us that you watched National Treasure or Silver Linings Playbook in like, high school, uh, it made us feel like we had just... Rolled out of our graves and walked to our computers to record with you. Congrats again! Call us back when you're thirty.
1: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special one year anniversary episode of the Academy Arguments. I'm Andrew Nunez,
2: and I'm Brittany McHugh.
1: And I can't believe it. We've we, we've we've done a year of this podcast. It has been. With-
2: out killing each other. I
1: know. I really thought that, like, especially after Gravity, you know, that you were just Which ready. Which was
2: episode one. Which
1: was episode one. I have sworn that you were going to be ready to just like come to my apartment in the middle of the night and just like murder me in my sleep or something.
2: Well, it's still early. um
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're. Not, I like how you're not even like, no, Andrew. I would never kill you. You're just like, eh. Just give it time.
2: Oh, like you never thought about strangling me sometimes when I'm just butchering
1: these movies. Okay, strang- that is inefficient. I would choose a much more efficient oh, way. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. I'm mocking the way you would kill me right now, for <laughs> God's sake.
1: Oh, my God. See, it's it's this chemistry.
2: It's also the fact that I'm drinking right now. Guys, it's been one year. We're having a party this episode. I'm drinking. We're both dressed incredibly fancy. Um, The ball will drop at midnight, and streamers will go off, and fireworks will go off in the background, and it'll be one (laughs) giant blast. But yeah, woo! One year, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, let, let's just take a second here, uh, before we we dive into our our plan for this episode, and just talk about like, oh my god, it's been it's been one year. You know, there's I know. just been so so many fun conversations, so many stressful conversations, so many interesting, just like clapbacks that we've given to one another. Like it's it's been it's been interesting. Name one. I remember. Toy Story 3, the episode Toy Story 3, when you and I were going at it, because you were like, Toy Story 3, borrowed from Toy Story 2. And I was like, if you're going to a sequel looking for creativity, for like originality, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Because, Andrew, the
2: sequel was original this was the third one okay but their first <laughs> sequel was original so it's not an unrealistic expectation that it wouldn't be original I, we're not talking about I, that movie today
1: i would <laughs> i would beg to re- about that but if, if anyone wants to hear us well, really go be wrong if anyone wants to hear us go in depth on that discussion point feel free to give our toy story 3 episode uh, a listen but that that being said we can we can move into kind of what our our plan is for this special a 1 year anniversary episode. We're going to take a look out, out of all the films that we have talked about so far on this podcast in the first year that we've been doing this. We're going to look at the top 3 films, each of our respective top 3 films. And then we're going to look at our bottom 3 films. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about just one film that we ho- that 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 we hope to talk about um, in this in this next season.
2: I actually had an idea about that. Here's what I think we should do. Yeah, I think we should do number three worst, number three best, number two worst, number two best, and then first place worst, first place best.
1: I'm down. I'm down with that.
2: All right, let's do that. that.
1: Okay. All right, let's get right into it. So,
2: why don't you go first? Because you never go first on all of this. You're always introducing people. So, Andrew, please hold on. I need to become you.
1: <laughs> what you're about to do uh, an impression?
2: Uh, yeah. So, um, Brittany, uh, why don't why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us what your uh worst movie was?
1: What? Why your are you- number three worst. Why? Why do I sound like Obama? (laughs) Uh, Brittany, this is uh, not what. Why won't you tell me what it is?
2: Do you, Andrew? Andrew, (laughs) not only have we been doing this podcast for a year, I have been editing this podcast for a year now. Do you know how many ums and uhs I have removed from your speech in all of those episodes?
1: (laughs) Oh my God! And that I don't should, even
2: remove all of them.
1: That needs to be an episode now of just all no, the us. That'd ums.
2: be the worst. That'd be the worst episode ever. Just like you umming and uhing the whole time. Oh God! You gotta
1: add like a backtrack. You gotta you gotta make it kind of musical. I'm know? not a
2: musical person. We have a terrible opening <laughs> thing <laughs> because I'm not a musical person. We gotta get a better one, man. That's something I want for the new year. I want us to have a better opening. Song music. Well,
1: that can be a resolution for uh, season two of of the show. All right, so I will I will start off with my uh, number three on my bottom three list. Number three, unequivocally, Suicide Squad. Really? And here's the thing: I I don't think it's necessarily like the worst. That's why it's, that's why it's not number one. It's just it had so many good ingredients going for it that it just completely fucked up and that to me is like the real crushing part of Suicide Squad is that the trailers actually made it look somewhat good and then you see the film and it's just like how do you make such terrible use of this cast?
2: I'm really surprised by that because like don't get me wrong I think Suicide Squad is super messy. Like, mm-hmm. it's all over the place. It's basically three different movies that they tried to cram into one. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a more enjoyable watch than some of the movies. Like, in terms of rewatchability, if you're, like, at a party and this is on, like, I would sit down and watch it. Like, I, I'd I would not drink while I did. But, <laughs> but that's, that's... I'd watch it again. Like, I, I'm not I saying not. it's great. But I used to watch. I used to rewatch the Mary Kate and Ashley movies over and over again. (laughs) Like
1: okay, well that's on you. That is on you.
2: (laughs) Yo, you don't fucking know, man. Those movies were the shit.
1: I've actually never seen them, so I. I Yeah,
2: then what the fuck are you talking about? Saying like, oh, that's on you, Brittany, with your superiority.
1: I mean, okay, you mean to tell me that something called the Mary Kate and Ashley movie.
2: Movies, movies dude, it was a series of movies it was a different plot for everyone and it was basically just an excuse for mary-kate and ashley to travel around the world and film really kind of nothing movies on it and god damn did i love them
1: <laughs> still upset that they didn't come back for fuller house like not even a no, cameo not.
2: not even I'm a not.
1: cameo i was like come no, on dude, they
2: didn't want to dude they like fame destroyed them when they were growing up it was like something they genuinely hated i don't i think it's rude of people to be like oh how dare you not come back they don't owe you anything
1: i'm just saying it's not like they're they're no andrew your
2: argument is not okay here you're saying (laughs) they should have been on camera even if they hated it even if they didn't want to do it because the audience demanded it
1: okay okay i mean obviously if they really did not want to do it that's they fun. really did not want to. But either. I mean, they they're off making millions, off making millions, doing fashion brands and still doing fashion shows and living that life.
2: Yeah, but they're not on camera anymore. They're like, they do the brand endorsements and I think they might design now. I don't keep
1: up. I with believe them. they're fashion designers now. They have their own fashion brand. Yeah.
2: That's all behind the scenes stuff. They they go on catwalks still, I think. But other than that, they, they don't do? appear in camera. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Fair fair enough. I I mean, you're you're not the the official Olsen Twins uh, biographer, so.
2: No, but I loved their movies as a child.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I I have to to watch one of them then. Maybe maybe if I see one of them, maybe I'll I'll see what, what you saw.
2: Oh my god, Andrew, it's the best movie to watch if you play a drinking game with. Because you just, like, get fucking hammered and you're just like, what the hell is happening? Why am I just watching so much of this early 2000 footage of the Bahamas? What's going on? Yeah. Why is there suddenly a diamond smuggling plot?
1: Wait, it what? Makes, it makes there was...
2: no sense. Wait, there was a wait, 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 diamond wait. smuggling plot in one of the movies. <laughs> there was a witness protection plot that ended with them figuring out how to save a beach in Australia while they were in witness protection.
1: <laughs> what the... <laughs> I what?
2: loved these movies.
1: Oh, my God. Wait, do you remember the name of the film in which that, that oh, subplot was there?
2: Oh, of course I do. Um, I remember the Bahamas one. It was called Holiday in the Sun, I think. The one where they were in witness protection was called Our Lips Are Sealed. Then there was... Uh, when in rome which is which they're fashion designers in rome but there's also like some kind of like espionage plot i think and then there's one where they go on a road trip to the olympics called getting there <laughs> and i oh my God how many I movies did
1: they do growing up
2: so many it's insane dude so many
1: oh my lord okay,
2: yeah what what were oh, okay, so yeah, my worst, <laughs> my worst movie, okay, for number three, I put Annie Hall, okay, I was really debating too, between this and a couple of others, but I just think Annie Hall was so disappointing because mm-hmm. it's like it's on like some of the funniest movies list. It's lauded as one of these fantastic, hilarious movies. I was looking forward to watching it and it was just so disappointing. Yeah. It was not funny. Woody Allen's gross. He's not an actor. I couldn't get past how not funny it was. I'm sorry, people, for saying this. I don't get it. Like, I'm not judging you if you think it's funny. But I don't get these jokes. They're, they're, it just, it's a stand-up routine. It's not a movie. And it's not a very good stand-up routine. Because they've tried to make the stand-up routine a movie. And that doesn't work. Yeah. So, like, it just, it just disappointed me on so many levels.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Basically, Woody Allen's gimmick is, I'm nerdy, I talk fast, I have a New York accent. I'm funny. I say sexist things. I'm funny. And it's like, no, you're not. You're a sexist pig. Oh, if
2: I'm a dick to women, that means that they'll love me. No.
1: No, no. It just just did not age well at all. Yeah, no. I I don't disagree with it being in your bottom three. I I think it it really deserves deserves a, a spot there. That being said, going to the top three now. Yeah. Um, so m- the number three uh, I have on my list is Moonlight. I okay. loved, 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 loved Moonlight. And I, I don't know, I it, I think it might just be part of the fact that being like a minority queer person myself, there was just so much that I could relate to in that narrative. And just the way that 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 moonlight presented minority stories because like something that i love about barry Jenkins in general and the way that he tells stories is that he gives stories of people of color he doesn't make them seem like less than narratives he gives these narratives the same grace and beauty that that white people narratives have always gotten you know i I I, sure. I I sense the beauty in the score i sense it in the cinematography oh my god especially you know the way that blue is used throughout the film and the way that it shows up whether it's in the clothing whether it's just in the the, the moonlight oh, the
2: color blue yeah. i for a second was thinking is there a character named blue
1: no <laughs> no <laughs> that
2: i am completely
1: no forgetting the, the, this is this is not love simon that we're talking about
2: because there is uh-huh. a character named black at one point yeah so i'm like oh god what am i forgetting now
1: yeah no 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 <laughs> <What> was, <laughs> that's my knowledge what was anyway. his
2: friend's name what was his friend's name the one that he uh the uh, one that gives him a hand job.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, his th- that character's name. Let me look it up here real quickly. Because
2: I just remember adoring that character. Like he was so charismatic and really good at flirting, and just so well done. I loved that character so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it was Kevin. I want to say, yeah, Kevin. Kevin,
2: right? Oh my gosh, I loved Kevin. Like oh, I loved that character in that movie. I was very glad we watched that movie. Yeah. Like I was sad when I had to insult it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's. I'm glad that that you feel that you feel empathy or or, or a sympathy for for having to slam it.
2: No movie is above criticism.
1: That is fair. But
2: I I did like that movie a lot.
1: But there and was I, yeah there was just also so many like great perform- performances in, in this film too. I mean this uh I mean I'd already seen Jarell Jerome perform in When They See Us. And he just gives a masterful performance in that as, uh, as as King Corey Wise, but him here as as um, teenage Kevin was just phenomenal. You had Mahershala Ali, and even though his, I mean, his performance, I mean, he was only in the film for like what 20, 25 minutes. I can see, I can see now why why he got the the attention from the Academy that he did. I mean, you just have all these wonderful, wonderful uh, actors that just they just pull off such wonderfully complex layered performances in this film and it's just it was just beautiful it was just such a, a beautiful film i just found myself completely enraptured in in the narrative I'll, I'll i'll just hand the mic over to you then for your uh uh number 3 number 3 film on uh, your your top 3
2: number 3 my number 3 film on my top best is Moulin Rouge. I just love Moulin Rouge. I can't even explain why I love this movie because watching it, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's a jukebox musical. The plot is kind of like a little thin, I think. And uh, it's a love story. And I am traditionally not a fan of love stories because bitter and alone. But I don't know. There's something about that movie. It's just so much fun. And it's so campy and ridiculous. And it's kind of making fun of the fact that, like, yeah, we know this is a little bit of a thin plot. And we know that it makes no sense that she would die in his arms right now. Even though she has had consumption, which is pneumonia. So all of those people are sick and probably dead. But somehow they're not. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's so ridiculous and fun. And funny, and it's gorgeous to look at. And Nicole Kidman is just a gem. And you and McGregor gave a really good performance. And I get why everyone's so attracted to him after watching that because (laughs) I get it. Yeah, I just loved it. I thought it was ridiculous and out there and pretty. And I don't know. It just it's something. I in terms of rewatchability is a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just like okay, this is a good movie but in a movie like moonlight, I'm not going to like watch that over and over again because it's heavy. Mm-hmm. So, it's not something like where I'm just like lazing around where I'm like, "Oh, I think I'll watch Moonlight for this Sunday Sunday afternoon." It's a great movie and I'm so glad I watched it, but something like Moulin Rouge, I'd watch that again and again and again because I I think it's just fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah? No, yeah. that's totally fair. No, I mean, and I I I love Moulin Rouge too. I think if if like, if we had expanded it to maybe, like, a, a top ten list, I think Mulan Rouge would definitely would have found a spot in there. Well, we only um, did
2: 25 episodes last year, dude. We can't do a top ten.
1: That's true. That's true. Maybe, maybe a top five, then. Maybe, maybe it would have found a, a spot in there. That scene, when they're at the top of that tower, and you see the moon, and the moon even has a face. and It's, it's just, just like, so
2: theatrical. Like, yeah. nothing looks real in it. It looks like a paper set. It looks like something you would see on a stage. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that element to it, how everything was so theatrical and over dramatic.
1: Yeah, I do love how Baz Luhrmann isn't afraid to embrace the absurdity of certain moments, which makes me curious to see. Because I-, I think he's working on a uh, a biopic on Elvis right now, um, and it makes me so curious to oh, You ever to been see. to Graceland? No, no, I have not.
2: It is an experience, dude. Yeah, like those rooms are crazy. There is one room that's just yellow. Like that is the theme of the room. It's yellow Dang. everywhere. There is like a animal print jungle room. It's it's so fucking weird. Huh?
1: Well, now now it's additional reason to want to go visit Graceland. <laughs> no, you
2: should. I liked it there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see like Baz Luhrmann's take. All right, moving on to number two in my bottom three. Number two is Annie Hall. Yeah, so.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's (laughs) not great. (laughs) No, it it really isn't.
1: It really isn't. I just remember just being sorely disappointed, being really annoyed with Woody Allen, and just thinking like this just this could have been a significantly better film because you know the, the main character, Woody Allen's character, sucks. He well, he spends the whole film wondering why did Annie Hall break up with me. And it's like because you're a dick. Because <laughs> like,
2: you're awful. You're, you're an a terrible asshole. human being.
1: Like yeah, you just was mean
2: to her. So and th- she deserves better than you.
1: Yeah, this this film could have been thirty seconds. It's
2: not a mystery to us. No, it's not. we know immediately.
1: Annie Hall could have been five minutes. But yeah, Annie Hall's my my number two. On the bottom three. Did not like it. Okay. Moving over to uh, number two on your bottom three list.
2: Number two on my bottom three list is Gravity. Called it. I
1: Called hate... it.
2: You called it being number two? I
1: called it being in your bottom three. I thought it was going to be number oh, one. Yeah. I thought it was going to be number one. But I have a f- no, I have, I have a no. feeling what might be your number one now that oh, I think it. Oh, I know you do. It. I've so, told you
2: what my number one is before. Yeah. But no, I hate Gravity, <laughs> guys. I think it's boring. I think the plot is float through space and panic, and that's it. I think even when she gets home, it's hopeless. She has no money. She l- doesn't know where she landed or where she is. She basically has no identification, nothing. She has. She's gonna die. She might be in the middle of the wilderness. She's still gonna die. In fact, she probably did, people. She is probably when you logically you, you think about that, this. Though. When you logically think about you this, you don't know that she though. is probably dead right now.
1: You don't um, know that though,
2: Andrew. I'm using deductive reasoning, logical deductive
1: reasoning. Okay, but um, using no, your...
2: nope. there's no ifs, ands, or buts uh, in this. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm inserting nope, no, no my butt Andrew, into Andrew, this conversation.
2: It's a sucky movie. I don't like it. I think the only reason they made it was so cinematographers could jack off to it. And that's <gasps> fine.
1: That's fine God. if you want to
2: jack off to it. Like, I'm not judging don't
1: you. Don't do Chivo if you dirty like that.
2: Don't do Chivo dirty you. like that. No, you don't understand, Andrew. I think it's effective. If you want to get hard on this, that's totally up to you. Oh, like, my God. I, I, I don't judge you. Go ahead, whatever floats your boat. I think they did an effective job in that goal. However, the story is nothing. They basically were like, "Let's just do a bunch of really cool special effects." Oh crap, we need a story to go with this. Well, uh, maybe, maybe they're on there because she's installing something, and uh, uh maybe like it blows up, and like she has to like float through space a lot. Well, then, what else happens? Oh, well, like then, like uh, something bad happens. Oh, okay, what else? Oh, like uh, something else bad happens. Oh, oh, and and that's it. There's there's no further like character development or like no no. I mean, like it's not really about her. It's about like how cool our special effects are. Oh, okay. Well, here's thirty million
1: dollars. You are severely <laughs> diminishing the plot of this film. You are. There like, is
2: no plot in this is film, a Andrew. Plot.
1: Okay, it's okay. the most girl, basic girl.
2: fucking plot if, there is! If, if it, bad thing happens...
1: If it did not have zero plot, it would not have done Anywhere near as well as, as it did that's not true during either. the award season
2: that's not I'm true not
1: saying it because th- it
2: has zero plot and it still didn't do it didn't get nominated for any writing categories didn't get nominated for any acting categories. The only categories that did get nominated for were special effects categories and you know why that is, and I include like lighting and sound mixing and stuff in like technical and special effects it's because it's a very good technical movie, and that's it there's no substance to it.
1: I, I would disagree with that. No, uh-uh. Andrew.
2: You just want it to have meaning. That's why you're saying it has meaning. Because if it doesn't, you're like, oh, what am I doing with my life making this a movie I love? I'm
1: I'm not saying it's an And a it's plus fine if you plot. want to jack
2: off to this movie, Andrew. I, I do don't not judge want to. you for jacking off. To I'm this not
1: movie. saying I want to, and I'm not saying the plot is a plus. There's a reason why it's not on my top three, but I'm saying that there is enough of a plot.
2: I think if you have a problem with the plot in Suicide Squad, but don't have a problem with this plot, then you're crazy.
1: No, I, 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 it's, not, it's not that I have a, pl- a problem with the plot for Suicide Squad. I have a problem with basically everything else. That I have a problem with basically everything else in Suicide Squad. Like, everything else is just executed terribly. Which is a shame, because David Ayer, I love End of Watch from him. Never seen but it. But I hate basically everything everything else that he's ever done. I thought Suicide Squad would be the worst film to come from David Ayer. Then the tax collector happened and I was just like, oh Jesus Christ. Why How- did
2: you even watch it?
1: I was curious. I was like, maybe, maybe there's something here. And maybe I was getting like a little high that night when I watched it. But like <laughs> oh my god. Weed could not. <laughs> weed could not shield me from the sheer horrific terribleness of that film and don't worry it's it never got an oscar so we don't have to talk about it ever i
2: Uh, i would assume it didn't
1: (laughs) i mean we thought suicide squad would never get an oscar and here we were i
2: think everyone i thought everyone at the time was like yeah that's gonna get a makeup nomination
1: i mean a nomination maybe i did not think it was gonna win I didn't think it was going to take well, home the gold and be be called I, the Academy Award winning film Suicide Squad. Yeah, but know? that's not
2: surprising to me because I think the makeup in that year was pretty superior to all the other categories. Because all the other categories, I feel like the makeup was really like simple. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other movies were, but I feel like that's what I brought up. Like, I don't think just because something's a bad movie doesn't mean it can't have good elements to it. That's your fucking job on this podcast. Yeah, but
1: I don't know. I, I just feel that out of everything that there was to in that film, I did not think a film like that would ever walk away with an Oscar, ever. Did
2: you think the makeup was bad?
1: I mean, I didn't think Did was you bad. not think? I didn't think it was winning Academy Award worthy. I did really? not think with the,
2: that. With the crocodile dude?
1: I'm, again, I'm not saying it was Same bad. Same with
2: the dude who was like tattooed up the wazoo, and like, um, wait,
1: are you talking about the Joker?
2: No, the like flame dude.
1: Oh, uh, of- El Diablo.
2: El Diablo. Yes, mm-hmm. he had a bunch of tattoos on him that I thought were really cool and very well designed. Mm-hmm. Like. I thought the makeup was very good. I, I'm not surprised, especially because, like, makeup barely gets any nominations.
1: Yeah, there's only, like, I think three, maybe four nominees each year. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: they always go for ones where they're like, oh, they went all out in the makeup.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we got to, uh, uh number two in my top three. Number two on my list, uh, is Fargo.
2: Dude, this is, coincidentally, that is also my number
1: hey my best how about yeah. that yeah no i just i, I loved part. i loved it that that is a film i could rewatch again oh yeah and again absolutely and again and again like oh my god it's, it's just so so, so low
2: fucking done. weird
1: it's just so quirky because like if you if this if this had literally not taken place in like minnesota and the 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 accents have been removed I think this would have been a much darker tale. But the fact that everyone's just talking like this all the time and everything and speaking with their Minnesotan accents and I think everything. It's
2: just that everyone's so polite, mm-hmm. even when they're like arresting a guy who's throwing a dude down a wood chipper. They're like, okay, put your hands up now.
1: <laughs> well, and even like, you know, just, just certain moments where like, even like uh, when William H. Macy's character is just like, I should know. I'm the executive sales manager, like...
2: Yeah, and he's just, like, a disaster. The oh, whole my thing. God. He, he, like, doesn't know what the hell he's doing.
1: No, no. It's and
2: so funny.
1: It's just, you really can't call what's gonna happen. I mean, there were just so many moments where I was like, what is going on? Like, it was just so, so freaking good. And Steve Buscemi as well. Like, I gotta give some props to Steve Buscemi's character, because... Mm-hmm. He's just—he's just like this. This like dismal excuse for a criminal who's just trying.
2: Everyone, everyone in that movie is trying their best. Seriously. Um, also, I loved it.
1: Norm. Norm is like probably the most wholesome what character. A sweet man, like he was just what oh nice my man. god. And then he just like holds uh, uh Francis McDormand's somebody who's just like three more months, and it's just like. They're gonna have a family together, and I can't. Are help you but
2: be- crying? No, I'm not
1: crying.
2: But it's just you like you look like you're crying.
1: I know this is this is my wholesome face. This is the face <laughs> I make whenever I'm thinking of something wholesome. You know
2: what is going on in your life that just that makes you cry?
1: I'm not crying. I'm making a wholesome face. There's a you know what, deference. I shouldn't
2: judge you for that. People, you can cry for whatever the fuck you want. I cried for no reason yesterday. Well, depression. It's okay, Andrew, you can laugh at that.'ve we've, we've gotten to a point where I'm laughing at my depression, so it doesn't have power over me.
1: Okay, that, that, that's one way <laughs> That's one way to take back your power from from, uh, from depression. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I'm happy that we both had uh, Fargo as number two. Yeah. Like we're we're agreeing on something. That is we that are. is
2: that Oh my is... god. Wait, wait. Do you hear that? I think hell is freezing over. <laughs> can you can you just hear Can you hear it? Okay. Oh, Let's get into your top worst movie. The one you hated above everything. Number 1. What is it? Earthquake. Earthquake.
1: I HATED! HATED THAT FILM. That that is really? That is the one film. The one film that that we watched this season that I just oh it was a struggle. It was such a struggle to get through that film. <laughs> like I I I that film oh.
2: It doesn't start until an hour into the movie.
1: Like that that <laughs> whole Earth first Queen. hour could have been 15 minutes. Yeah. It did not need to be an hour. <laughs> but they
2: wanted to establish all these backstories and deeper stories and then... into all these weird people <laughs> that we really never see concluded. No!
1: And it it's just like, wh- why do we need all these different plot lines? It is so frickin' unnecessary. And then when the earthquake hits, everyone, it's like... No one there has lived through an earthquake before, because they make some of the stupidest-ass well, choices Andrew, you could Andrew, have possibly made.
2: You don't know that they have lived through an earthquake before. You are making a guess there, sir, and I have to call you out on I that. I will like, defer. Maybe they haven't lived through an earthquake I am before, going to defer Andrew.
1: to the guests that we had for that episode, who live in that area- that say well, they that
2: live in that area in two thousand what year? Twenty one. While they, those people lived in that area in nineteen sixty. I think that I don't be. think Maybe forty 70? or fifty
1: years would have made a difference.
2: <laughs> we don't know, Andrew. I we don't know. I can
1: take a look back at history, and I can point. Andrew, to
2: that. Andrew, I just want to acknowledge how annoying I'm being right now. Like, do do you see any resemblance here? Like, is it? does it maybe annoy you when someone makes an argument, like a whataboutism argument to you? Is that perhaps something that you don't enjoy?
1: I'm just saying, folks, like, because it, 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 it's, it's the same thing as, like, living here in the Midwest. You know, if you live here, even for a year, there are certain things that you pick up on.
2: Like tornadoes.
1: Or snow.
2: Oh, I was I was going with tornadoes, man. We all know what to do with in a tornado. Go to your designated area, probably yeah, somewhere without windows or, in a closed area. Underground is better.
1: Or like, uh, you know, or blizzards. But even like the government was like, we're gonna set up a shelter in a parking Cause garage
2: because the government was the evil. Government, they were the bad
1: guys. The government who's supposed to know the safe procedures said, we're gonna set up in a parking garage. Why? And then when everyone got caved in, when the parking garage collapsed, I'm just like, oh, like, oh my God. It was, it was just, oh.
2: I don't think you complimented that movie very much. There's a reason. thinking back on, yeah, but that's not your job. Like, it's not your job to be mean to the movie. It's your job to compliment the movie, and you I, did not and do that. I did. I mean to the movie. I am mean to the movie. Okay. no matter how good I think it is, I will find <laughs> reasons to rip it apart. You, on the other hand, just kind of flake around, and you're like, "Yeah, no, I did not it's awful. Around. I hate it. I, did. I hate it. I hate it. I suppose." The lighting was good, I did but let's offer talk compliments. about this thing I hate.
1: <laughs> I did offer compliments, just not many. Well, I can't just compliment something because I'm supposed to be the positive guy. I have to find something that I can Andrew, legitimately-
2: That's the whole fucking point of this podcast. What are you talking about? I criticize things that I don't believe all the time. You think I cared when we watch Into the Spider-Verse whether or not people were wearing jackets? Of course, I fucking didn't. But you find reasons to do it. For me,
1: I have to find the logic in the praise. Andrew,
2: Andrew, Uh, that's not your job. That
1: is my job. I have to offer logical praise of films because, okay, (laughs) if you really to
2: tell us why the movie is good,
1: exactly, exactly. But for me, I do that through finding the legitimate reasons. The the things okay. I can legitimately praise because okay, Brittany, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I cannot fake praise of a, of bad elements of a film. I will not come across as legit. I'm it's a, it's gonna look Andrew, like. Andrew, I've,
2: I don't think anyone is w- listening to this podcast looking for legit reviews. No, <laughs> they're listening to two people go crazy arguing. But you have
1: to understand. My my passion for cinema runs so deep. Oh my! God. If I legitimately can't stand something, I just I cannot physically praise it.
2: Yes, you can. It's I, very I easy, cannot. Andrew.
1: Look, I, I find I try to find the areas where I can praise, and I okay, work I fine. I work with that. I work with that, and I I I make it doable.
2: That's fine, but, but, but I Earthquake, see all these episodes where you're like infringing on my territory. Whenever we do a bad movie, you're like, you know what? I'm just not going to praise it that much. I'm just going to do Britney's job. No, no. The bad movies are my time to shine. I have to be the dick throughout so many fantastic movies. You think I wanted to criticize 12 Years a Slave? No, I did not want to criticize that movie. But I still do because I do firmly believe that every movie, no matter how good it is, it's not devoid of criticism. There is something in that movie that they did wrong. And, of course, I exaggerate sometimes and I go super nitpicky because, like, that's all I can do sometimes. Like, who cares? It's just a
1: movie. Fair. But, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I just and, and think you I... need...
2: Andrew, Andrew, in this performance review, I just think you need to do your job better. I, I just think <gasps> you need
1: to... Oh, this is turning better. into a performance review now. <laughs> I, I was not aware that this episode was going to turn into a performance review. It's it's okay, though. It's all right, because I, I'm pretty confident that the next films that we're going to watch this year, they're all going to be outstanding, and I'm going to have no problem well, you, praising them.
2: you better make sure that they're outstanding, even if you can't sit through them.
1: You okay, the one it. time I was prepared to praise a film, you made I me know. trash talk it. Yeah. That was mean.
2: Our friend Peter actually sent in a little audio clip letting us know what he thought the best parts and the worst parts of our podcast are, so I'm going to put that in now.
3: Hello, listeners of Academy Arguments. This is Peter Charney calling from the Inception episode, and I'm here to congratulate the podcast for hitting its one-year anniversary, and also to share some of my worst and best things about the podcast. First of all, the worst thing about the podcast, in my opinion, is when you make fun of good movies. I know that it's the bit of the show, and I think both of you are brilliant at it, but sometimes it does hurt my feelings when you say mean things about a movie that I love very much. And sort of on a similar note, the best thing about the podcast, in my opinion, is your commitment to celebrating movies and going to the cinema and entertainment and also fostering a great conversation about these, these pieces of, of movie making. And I have had such a fun time chatting on the show and listening throughout the last year, and I hope there are many, many more. Celebrate well. Can't wait to keep listening.
2: Oh, thank you so much, Peter. You're so nice. And maybe cruel.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of both, maybe. All right, let's hear what your uh, what your uh, number one film was on the bottom three list that you have.
2: My number one on the bottom list. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yep. This movie made me want to die. I honestly was like, this is torture as I watched it. And then I thought, you know what? Torture may be better. It's the worst thing I have watched. Like, I genuinely hate myself a little bit for having seen it. Like, I think about who I was before I saw that, and I aspire to be that person. Like, this movie is unbearable. It's boring. Nothing happens. I hate it so much. I hate that I watched it. I hate people who like it including my cousin Blake. Hope you're listening to us. We fought for hours on this movie. I just hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. It's awful. It's garbage. It's terrible. Never watch it.
1: I would respond to that, but we would be here for like the next hour. So yeah. instead I will say- you know I'm
2: right. Anyway, let's move
1: nah, on to- No, 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 no. Let's move that's on what I said. to that's Andrews. That's not Number what I said. Number one that's not the way i said hold on hold on for anyone who wants to i'll
2: cut all this out i'll cut it all out i'm
1: plugging the episode for anyone who wants to see our deep dive into this film please watch our episode on 2001 a space odyssey you can you can listen to us bicker about this film for like 50 minutes
2: my dog is just staring at me. She looks because I am just getting so worked up. She's looking at me like, "Are you okay?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> which 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 human hurt you? I will hurt this human. All right. Okay,
2: Andrew, your number one top movie we watched this year. Best, what you got?
1: All right. See, th- th- this may be a bit of a cop out because this film is also my number one favorite movie of all time, Inception. I love, 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 infinity, inception. Inception is just—I got to hand it to Christopher Nolan. There is a lot more emotion and heart to the film than than I I remember there being. Granted, a lot of that is due credit to Leonardo DiCaprio and the emotion that he gives to his character and Marion Cotillard. But I just—oh my God—that is the one film. If I am flipping through, you know, the channels and it's on, I will watch it, which wherever it's at, all the way through to the end. It is just such a beautiful blend of so many different genres, so many different elements together into into one film. And the fact that it's it's also an original concept that Christopher Nolan had been working on for years and years. Oh my God! Like I I remember when I saw that film first in the theater. I think I saw that film like four or five times total during its initial theatrical run it i just i love it inception is is not only the the in my opinion the, the my favorite film of all the films we've seen it's also my number one film of all time so that that one was an easy an easy choice
2: yeah i liked inception it was a it was a fun movie to be positive about
1: and yeah so much what's that like
2: to watch andrew just rip into that movie what's what's something something you guys may not know is that we have officially now that we have officially made it to a year andrew had a chance to do the switch on me to make me be positive about a movie while he was negative about a movie all year all year he had that chance however now the year is over and it doesn't carry over so he has another chance to do it this year but he does not get two opportunities and i also now get another chance to do it to him again. At whatever movie I so choose. And I am looking forward to that.
1: Just let me know ahead of time. No, that that defeats the entire purpose of it. I need time to form an argument. (laughs) You did that to me on my favorite film without prior notice. Well, Do you Andrew, understand? that was
2: because you know why I did it to you? It was because you were criticizing movies too much and not being positive enough because you can't you can't jeopardize your filmmaker integrity and say something positive about a movie you despise.
1: But I'm just saying, like, even that like that
2: was your punishment. And oh now it's my a game. god,
1: you're not in an- any position to hand out punishments. Are you kidding me?
2: I gave you the opportunity to hand one out to me, and you did not take it!
1: There wasn't really a film that I wanted to use that against you on.
2: Earthquake.
1: Okay, in hindsight, probably Earthquake. But, still, like, do you know how quickly I had to try to form an argument on my favorite film ever? you did
2: very well. You did very well.
1: Thank you. I... You do criticized the
2: hell out of that movie. Like you ripped into it. You ripped it, it apart like it was a piece of steak and I am so proud of you. It tore
1: my soul apart. <laughs> I th- there was my life before that day and there was my life oh my. after that day. It just it changed me forever forever and ever. Okay. All right, your number one film. Let's hear it.
2: My number one film is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Holy fuck, is this movie fantastic. It's fantastically animated. It's a fun-ass superhero movie. The voice actors are spectacular. It's so... It's animated so close to a comic book. It's incredible. Like, I'm I'm blown away by that quality. I'm also blown away by the story itself. I think it was a really heartwarming and moving story. The thing about superhero stories that that someone pointed out to me recently, and it was like a mind-blown realization, is that superhero stories are never focused on plot. They're always focused on character. So, like, you know what's going to happen in the plot. There's going to be a bad guy, and you're going to beat the bad guy. What you want to know is, is this a person that's going to grow? Is this a character I can get behind? Is How is this character going to deal with this impossible circumstance they've got, put themselves into? How are the other characters in the story going to deal with it? And I think the concept is so ridiculous and weird with all these other extra Spider-verse, Spider- uh, men, people from the other universes. I'm really excited because I know they're going to do a sequel, and I can't wait to see how that turns out. I've watched this movie so many times. I love it. I think it's a fantastic superhero movie. I think it's so much fun, and I just, I just love it. I love it so much.
1: And just kind of building on that point, one thing I, I really do appreciate about Into the Spider Verse is that you have a character who is Latinx. But they they don't make that everything about the character. Absolutely, which is such a. I mean, it should be more common, but it's not common enough that the minority characters should not have the fact that they're a minority be everything they're about. You know that that, right. that that is one layer of their character, and I just I just love how they just dove deeper. Like Miles Morales was much was so much more. And just, he's so
2: nerdy and adorable, mm-hmm. and I just love him so much. He's so awkward about everything, and I, and he just doesn't know what he's doing, and I just love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I just, yeah, no. I, I loved it. I absolutely love it. it. It deserved to win the the Oscar through and through. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very curious as see how the sequel stacks up. I just um, hope
2: they add more Spider-Man, alternate Spider-Man into it. I don't know why, but I want to see how much weirder they can get with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. Th- th- those were really solid lists for top three and bottom three. Now, um, what is the one film uh, that's like at the top, tippy-top of your wish list for us to cover in year two?
2: You know, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's not one film. It's a series, Mm. because I really want to find the right guest to do the Lord of the Rings series with, Mm. because every single one of those movies has won an Oscar. I have watched the Lord of the Rings series. I don't remember anything about it. Like, (laughs) I have bits and pieces of it. It's just such an iconic fantasy series. It reminds me of Star Wars in a sense where I love Star Wars. Star Wars is amazing. It's fun. It's fantastic. It's also messy. There are some parts of it that are kind of dumb, and that's okay. Like, it's okay for that. Like, it doesn't need to be perfect to still be an enjoyable movie. And I feel like Lord of the Rings is very much going to be like that, and I don't think you've seen it before. Have you? Nope. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I also don't think we should watch it in order just to fuck it up a little bit more and add to the chaos. Um, oh my God. I don't know. People may hate me for saying that, but I think it would be funny.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting though to, to start tackling like trilogies.
2: There aren't a lot of trilogies where all three movies have one. No, you just got to find the right guest.
1: Yeah. Cause that, that guest would probably, they'd probably have to be there for, for all three episodes.
2: No, um, I think we could do three different ones for three different episodes. Yeah yeah I think we could. I think that just spread the love
1: fair fair yeah that either way that that's gonna be interesting when when we we do touch on that uh I think the film that's at the tippy top of my wish list, I would love to talk about parasite. parasite for me is just oh my god, there are so many layers to that film i mean it, it not only is it, is it a blend of so many different genres and the way that the way that it jumps from genre to genre is so frickin' seamless, and just the, the, the commentary that it offers, and the fact that it's the first foreign language film to ever win Best Picture at the Oscars, too. Like, it's, it's just... There, there's, many, there's many reasons that I'd want to touch on that film, but I, I think, just like with Order of the Rings, I think it'd have to be the right co-host that we bring on to, to discuss that. Hopefully we get to integrate more foreign language films in in into this.
2: You know what I would really like to happen? I yeah. would love for us to watch a foreign language film in a language neither of us speak and therefore and for there to be no subtitles.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: and for us to just try and figure out what's going on in this ridiculous situation we put <sighs> ourselves in.
1: I imagine the experience would be similar than how I felt watching Tenet. Because Tenet, I never
2: seen it. I knew it was I, just gonna be a backwards Inception.
1: I could not understand a good chunk of the dialogue in Tenet, and I just got incredibly confused.
2: Why? Because the sound you couldn't hear. The one? sound or
1: mixing like... was terrible in Tenet. It was absolutely freaking mm. terrible. I, I, mm, there was one scene where I did not hear a single word that anyone said. That that would be an interesting experiment to try, though. Watching a four language film without subtitles and just trying to piece together what, what, what exactly is going on. So we'll 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 see. We'll 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 uh, we'll play with that idea. Cool. Yeah. That 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 being said, that I think that's that's just about just about it for for this one year anniversary episode.
2: Year one, man. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Like we did one year of this podcast. Yeah? And we kept it up pretty consistently. There were a couple times we took a break,
1: but... I mean, we pulled off one year of a podcast during arguably the craziest year in our existences thus far.
2: Which we started before the pandemic. Like, we... I think we filmed our first... Recorded our first episode maybe in, like, December? And it's crazy to me. Like, we had no idea everything that was going to happen when we were starting this out. We were filming... Episodes like in person with our guest. I think maybe our fourth episode was the first. Yeah, that's that's
1: when we went. That's when we went digital. Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. with Andrew Ambrose Lee, who also sent a very nice message, which I'm gonna put in right now.
0: Hello, hello, hello! It's me, co-host of I've Been Mean to Listen to That and fan favorite Andrew Ambrose Lee. I don't have a canonical way to know for sure that I'm the fan favorite, but don't fact check me on that one. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations to Andrew and Brittany for their one year anniversary of Academy arguments. That's such a huge accomplishment uh, and such a brave thing to just put yourself out there in this vulnerable way and to maintain it. It just takes a lot of discipline and, perseverance and hard work that i know firsthand so congratulations to them that's amazing highlights uh just the fact that i got to meet Brittany and andrew and the fact that when i got there and when i guessed it on their episode it felt like having two new friends that i didn't know i needed to have and i just really appreciate how generous and warm and kind and thoughtful they were in spite of uh more so Britney than Andrews, inspired their prickly, obtuse, and borderline hostile comedic personas at times. And I guess my low light would be the fact that Britney McHugh, despite all better judgments, has this Sisyphusian insistence that The Rise of Skywalker was a good movie. And that in of itself should disqualify her from hosting a podcast where she gets to share her thoughts on film um (laughs) just kidding we love you even though you're clearly affected with some sort of brain parasite thing once again congratulations for the one year yeah i guess i'll see you around bye
2: Oh, thank you, other Andrew, Andrew Ambrose Lee. You're so nice, <laughs> or maybe cruel. Muchísimas
0: gracias. In which case,
2: fuck you. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God, nothing held back. All right, then, yeah, I, I think that, that wraps it up for this episode. I'm I'm looking forward to what year two brings.
2: I'm excited.
1: Same. So next time you hear us, guys, we will be discussing the very first film of year two of the Academy Arguments. What is it? You'll have to wait to find out.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, Andrew, do you have a rhyme for us?
1: I do. I do. All right, guys. So that'll wrap it for our one year anniversary episode of The Academy Arguments. If you want to hear us talk about any of the films that we discuss, either in this episode or that we may have brought up in year one of this podcast, feel free to give it a listen. But please, guys, you know, stay safe, stay healthy. We're still in the middle of a pandemic here. So please do what you got to do to look out for yourself em- emotionally, mentally, physically, all, all that good stuff. So take care, guys. And until next time, if you're looking for a podcast where every episode is an event, then go on to Spotify and listen to the Academy Arguments.
2: Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much. We love you all for listening so much. Thank you. Just thank you. This is beyond my wildest dreams. I'm really happy I get to do this podcast and I get to do it with Andrew.
1: Likewise. Likewise, Brittany. We may bicker every now and then, but you know what? There's no one else I'd rather co-host this with.
2: I might want to do it with Adrian. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh my God!
1: (laughs) 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 It was sweet for one moment and then just...
2: I know, I know. I didn't know how to deal with all the emotions, so I just ruined it. All
1: right, we'll see you guys next time.
2: Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Academy Arguments was created and produced by Brittany McHugh and Andrew Nino. It is edited by Brittany McHugh, and the artwork is by Olivia Jensen. If you like what you heard here today, then tell a friend, tell a couple of friends, tell your grandmother if you think that's something she'd be into. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the show get noticed when you do. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions for a movie we should do for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Academy Arguments, on Twitter at Acad Arguments, or at our email, academyarguments at gmail.com oh, my dog has just come down, which makes me think that my door is not (laughs) closed. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) Well, that can be a resolution for uh, season two of, of the show.